Okay everybody, this morning I'm going to be using Common Prayer. Uh, if you have that available, uh, we'll be looking at the Wednesday of Holy Week. And that section sits just at the end of March in the, in the book. Uh, in my book it's page 210. Morning Wendy, good to see you. And Kat, hello Kat, hope you're feeling better. So shall we pray. O Lord, let my soul meet, rise up to meet you, as the day rises to meet the sun. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. So come, let us bow down and bend the knee. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Now I'm not going to... I wouldn't inflict that on you. It says, sing, O Lord, have mercy. Um, but I'll spare you that. In your great mercy, O God, answer me with your unfailing help. And this morning's psalm is Psalm 69, verses 8 to 15. And again, please do join in with the responses in bold. Surely for your sake have I suffered reproach, and shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my own kindred, an alien in my mother's children, sorry, to my mother's children. Zeal for your house has eaten me up. The scorn of those who scorn you has fallen upon me. I humbled myself with fasting, but that was turned to my reproach. I put on sackcloth also and became a byword among them. Those who sit at the gate murmur against me, and the drunkards make songs about me. But as for me, this is my prayer to you, at the time you have set, O Lord. In your great mercy, O God, answer me with your unfailing help. In your great mercy, O God, answer me with your unfailing help. Isn't that a wonderful, wonderful verse, a wonderful thought for us. God's mercy, boundless. In your great mercy, O God, answer me with your unfailing help. Just a, a moment to reflect on the significance of that. God's mercy shown to us every day. Now this morning's reading is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 26, verses 1 to 5 and 14 to 25. And I'm going to be reading from 
Tom Wright's translation of the New Testament. So this is how it finally happened. When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, In two days' time, as you know, it'll be Passover. That's when the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests got together with the elders of the people in the official residence of the high priest, who was called They plotted how to capture Jesus by some trick and kill him. We'd better not try anything at the feast, they said. We don't want the people to riot. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests. What will you give me, he said, to hand him over to you? They settled the deal with him at thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment on, he was watching for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples said to Jesus, Where do you want us to get the Passover ready for you to eat it? Go into the city, he said, to a certain man, and say to him, The teacher says, My time is very close. I'm going to keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. So the disciples did as Jesus had told them and got the Passover ready. When evening came, he settled down with the twelve. As they were eating, he said, I'm telling you the truth. One of you will betray me. They were extremely upset and began to say one by one, It's not me, is it, Master? It's one who's dipped his hand with me in the dish, Jesus replied. That's the one who will betray me. The Son of Man is on his way, as the Bible said it would happen. But it's misery for the man who hands him over. It would be better for that man if he'd never been born. At this, Judas, who was planning to betray him, said, It isn't me, is it, teacher? You've just said so, he replied. Wow. The tension in that reading. And surely not I, the disciples said one by one in response to Jesus' words about being handed over and his death. And juxtapose there, don't we see the cheapness of betrayal, 30 pieces of silver, and the costliness of love. As Jesus loved them to the end, even humbly serving, putting in a place of honour the one who would betray him. 
And I suppose at this time we, we tend to focus on Judas and what he did. Uh, why he did it, I don't know. I can only speculate. Was it greed? Did he really want that money? Was it disillusionment? The revolution hadn't begun. Was it disappointment that Jesus didn't actually live up to his expectations of what the Messiah should be? We just don't know. But as I've been thinking about this morning, one thing kept coming back to me, and that was, what about the other disciples? What about all those others who said, surely not I, Master? Just a few short hours later, they would abandon Jesus in Gethsemane and flee. What about Peter's declaration when he said, even if I have to die, I will not deny you. And very soon in the courtyard of the high priest's house, that's exactly what Peter would do. Afterwards, when they had time for reflection, I wonder how they felt. I wonder what their reaction was to, to their actions. And of course, Lent is our time of reflection and a time of penitence. And as I've been thinking about this morning, I've done this before actually, I've asked myself metaphorically, what would I have done in that situation? If I'd been there with them, would I have had the courage to stand by Jesus? Or would I have run with the rest? Would my nerve have given way? I'd love to say I would have stayed. But you know, I just don't know. And that led me to, to, to sort of transpose all of those feelings into terms that uh, might apply to us today, each day. And I ask myself, have there been times in the past and now when I've, I've said and done things that really I shouldn't have, or the opposite, I haven't said and done things that I could have, things that have let me down, things that have let the Lord down, and things for which I've felt the need to say sorry. In those and Peter, I'm guilty. But even so, I keep being brought back to that thought that with God there is always love, there's always mercy, there's always forgiveness. And the evidence for that, well, without it, how could the disciples 
have gone on to achieve what they achieved. And so, at the moment, as we, as we come closer to the scandal of Friday, the glory of Sunday, I find it really encouraging and uplifting that when I get things wrong, I can take what I've done to the Lord and he will show his mercy and his forgiveness. Amen. In your great mercy, O God, answer me with your unfailing help. In your great mercy, O God, answer me with your unfailing help. Reflecting on her beating in the Winona County Jail, civil rights leader Fanny Lou Hamer said, it wouldn't solve any problem for me to hate whites just because they hate me. Oh, there's so much hate, only God has kept the Negro sane. It's another really powerful statement, isn't it? It wouldn't solve any problems for me to hate whites just because they hate me. Well, So should we come to our time of prayer and um, things for us to pray about today? Well, what are you praying for? If you want to pop a few words in the comments and let them drift up the screen, uh, allowing for the time lag, we'll try and include as many as we can. But even if we can't, they're prayers that are being prayed. And that's really brilliant. So shall we pray? Dear Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that you have given us this opportunity to, to come together, although we're separate. That in our separateness, we are united, we are one as your family. And we thank you that you bless us each day and we ask you to walk with us today and each day through this week as we do come closer to that moment when we can celebrate the resurrection. And Lord, at the moment we, we pray for our Prime Minister that he will make a full and swift recovery from his infection with COVID-19. And pray for the government as they lead us and try to navigate their way through this present crisis. We pray for all those who are working so hard. The care workers, for nurses, doctors on the front line. Helping those who are ill. We pray for those who are fearful or anxious at the moment, Lord. Those who are so ill in hospital. 
We pray that they will come to know that you are with them, that you walk with them and that you will comfort them. And Lord, we pray for our loved ones, for people that we can't see at the moment, for our family and friends who are separated from us. And actually, Lord, give thanks for the uh, for modern technology that allows us at least to share time electronically. Lord, we pray for your church around the world, struggling with these new conditions and for the for the inventiveness that that it has brought about and uh, for the wonder that we can see services streamed live and joined together and here in our parish lord pray for ali and cat particularly for cat for a swift recovery and for bob and for everybody else who's doing so much to make sure that st thomas's stays active and is out there in the community, making contact with us, keeping us together, encouraging us in our worship. In Jesus' name, Amen. And so, some prayers to pray without ceasing as we stand in the gap for those in the front line and those affected by this awful disease. Thank you, Lord. And for Nina's friend Louise, whose uncle Paddy is dying as we speak. Most sad that she won't be able to mourn his passing at a funeral. Yes, Lord, we ask you to hold her and her whole family in your loving arms. So Lord, now we're going to bring our prayers together by saying the Lord's Prayer. I'll be using the traditional form, but please do join me using whichever form you're more comfortable with. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Merciful, sorry, merciful Lord, you revealed your glory by humbly serving the one who would betray you. Shower us with your mercy, Lord, and grow us up to be merciful. Amen. 
And so may the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. Amen. Mm -hmm.